Welcome back to Notable. I'm Tom DeLore. I'm Grant Palmentier. I'm Amir Bankson. And uh, this week we are, you know, diving into the stuff we normally do. We got some news first. We're going to talk about new releases. Uh, we're going to try to cut it down this week and talk about the stuff we thought was particularly notable. Name drop. Um, <laughs> rather than everything like we did last week uh, and the weeks prior. So we'll do singles. We got, um, I don't know, six or seven maybe or so that we're going to talk about. We got a couple of albums that we're going to talk about, and then we have a classic coming from Grant this week. Um, uh, and then I should say this is the last episode. Um, I shouldn't say last, but this is the episode we're going to talk about new releases and all that stuff. But then next week, we are not going to talk about new releases because we're going to pre record it. We'll be on spring break, so we can't talk about new releases that we don't know are around yet. So we're going to just do a um, a topic-based um, episode next week, um, and we'll also do a classic still. And the week following that, we will have uh, two weeks of new releases to kind of comb through, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but f- as for this week, we can get into it with some news. Grant? Yeah, so our first little bit of news here is there might be a Spice Girls if reunion. You be my lover. <laughs> They're Which considering... Which Spice Girl are you? Scary? Yeah, I kind of have to be scary spice. So right now they're considering all possibilities. Yeah, they said it. That's what they said. Like it's time for the, us to go in a new direct direction again, or yeah. something like that. The time feels right. Yes, yeah, it was. Well, so <laughs> problems with that. One of you are is insanely famous, uh, Victoria Beckham. Yeah, yeah. So why would she do this? <laughs> she doesn't have to. <laughs> That's a huge question. Like, why would I want to show up to help all you girls? Well, see, what is she known for now, though? What does she do now, other than being just like she's David a model? Beckham's wife. I feel like maybe that's why. Maybe she's going to be like, she's I'm also myself. Well, I think Mel B is the most famous, isn't she? She's pretty famous now. Yeah. I guess I only yeah. know her from like America's uh, Got Talent. Or America's Got Talent, to be yeah. honest, but. She seems sort of. I didn't famous. realize she was a Spice Girl. I'm not really familiar with the Spice <laughs> Dude, Girls. She's really? making a biggest game show judge, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> she's been on like all of them. She's not okay. She's not the most wealthy, but she's probably the second most famous. Yeah. Do you yeah. think she? They'd just come back and do a tour. They wouldn't like release any new music. Oh, I'm thinking they'd talk in new music. <sighs> they should leave it in the past, man. Nah, Honestly, dude. I feel like that they they were. They were making pop music when pop music sounded very, very specific, and it definitely doesn't sound that way now. No. I don't know if they could evolve. I don't think they could. Let me tell you what's going to happen. I'll tell you exactly what's going to go down. They're going to get the crew back together, get in the stew. All their problems that they had back in the day are going to show back up, and then they're going to announce a tour. Halfway through the tour, they're going to cancel it like through beef or whatever. Then we're going to, in a few years, get a documentary of what happened. What went wrong? You think so? And it's going to be called, If You Want to Be My Lover, You Can't Be My Friend. And then wow. that's going to be the title. Well, I don't know. If they are doing a tour, I could care. I couldn't really care less because yeah. I'm not, I was never a Spice Girls fan. Yep. Uh, agreed. So, Spice Girls reunion, maybe. We'll update you. Yeah. Um, next little bit of news. So, if you're not familiar with Moby, he is Moby. like a. Godfather and the electronic musician mm-hmm. uh, uh, genre. Like, just electronic yeah. genre in he general. Like, He's a big name. Yeah, forefather. Yeah, and so apparently he invented the iPhone before anyone else knew. 
Okay, this I was <laughs> listening to. The, I, well, I read the the piece. I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, about? it was originally be... it was originally an uh, interview in the Guardian, and I was uh, like, "Because he has an album coming out soon." Yeah, I was like, "What is this going to be? Is this going to be some lunatic that's just like, yeah, actually, I had the idea because I feel like a lot of people had the idea for like an iPod or something." But yeah, it was like he started out and he told Steve Jobs because he knows Steve friends. Jobs, of course. <laughs> Why not? He was like, you know, you're gonna when he's talking about Apple and the computer, he's like, you know, you. No, it was after he made um, iTunes. Yeah. So apparently iTunes predated MP3 players and all that kind of yep, stuff. Yep, iTunes came out first. And he was like, you know, one day Apple's going to have to have its own MP3 player. And then he like, Steve Jobs is like, oh, okay. And then he like gives Moby <laughs> the the first iPod. Like he's, a year later after talking about that. Yeah, and he's like, and then Moby said, you know, one day this is going to have calling and what did he say? He said a bunch of stuff. He like, said, quote, you know, you do know at some point this is going to have a camera and a phone attached yeah, to it. And it they was. laughed at me and said that could never happen. Moby phone <laughs> is real. All I right. was like, that, that's the kind of a ridiculous story. But for some reason, I'm like, all right, I believe it. I mean, it's, it's not like we can ask Steve Jobs, hey, did this happen? Unfortunately, yeah. So it's like Moby can come through with all his hot takes. <laughs> but let me get to my I hot for take. the Moby tell all. Actually, <laughs> what Moby didn't tell you is it was actually me, Moby, and Steve. And I was like, man, Steve, one of these days, dude, we're going to have to start calling people on these things. Or I was like, you know what, Steve? This kind of looks like a phone. And then Moby was like, yeah, we sh- it's going to have a camera and a phone on there one day. And we were like, oh, Moby. Oh, you. The kind of interesting thing about that, I think, is that, like, the camera bit. Because... Uh, saying it's a phone is like one thing because like, what what is there a year on when he said this? I mean, I don't know when iTunes came out. I gotta imagine it's like oh one oh two and that. Gener- so like, there are era. cell phones of yeah. at least like small, Flip phones. compact ones. Yeah, okay. So he's like, that's a reasonable assumption. And the thing is, like, not a lot of them had cameras though. Yeah. Right. I. That I feel like that sort of mindset. Yeah. iTunes then, came out in two thousand one, by the way. So this is in that area, but um. I feel like it wouldn't be uncommon to to say that. I feel like the combination of yeah, MP3 and camera at least was pretty early adopted. Yeah, because I had an MP3 player with a with a really really bad camera on it, but it was a thing. I think the first, well, I think my first one was probably like the iPod, like the fourth generation, and they had like a, a front facing camera. Yeah, and that was yeah. it. Yeah, other than that. So did Moby invent the iPhone? No. Yes or no? No. <laughs> did he, he have did the not. idea? Yeah, I was it. like inventing it. Probably not. Did he maybe inspire Steve Jobs? I wouldn't doubt it. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I'm like maybe. The, I'm sure the idea had to have reached him at some point before Moby, but maybe Moby was the tipping point. I don't know. Maybe. Well, so- I'll give him a minute <laughs> amount of credit. <laughs> And also, you'd think that this would be, like, in all the news after Steve Jobs died, like, in his memoirs and stuff or something like that, yeah. where it's like, Special thanks I to talked Moby. to Moby, <laughs> he inspired this. But no, it's not. Well, so. Steve Jobs also was a, uh, he wasn't liked. Yeah, so no, he, he wasn't was, this, uh, a super liked guy. Yeah, so maybe he was like, man, screw Mobes. I'm not screw giving him no, I'm not giving him no, like, shout outs here. It's beef. Fair enough. You know? All right. Well, uh, maybe Moby Phone. We'll see if any other news comes out about <laughs> that, but probably not. Uh, so there was some news that broke today, uh, business-wise, music business-wise, that Sirius XM's parent company offered uh, iHeart, iHeart of iHeart Radio, yeah. uh, about a billion dollars for a 
40% stake in the company. iHeartRadio is worth that much? iHeart is surprisingly worth a lot of money. I'm it's gonna, a billion dollar company. Can I tell company. you something? Yes, please do. I think they need to aim a little higher. Than a billion? Yeah. Serious? I feel like coming from like a podcast, like a background that I kind of know the space, I feel like iHeartMedia is kind of what Sirius XM isn't now. Because yeah. iHeartMedia is like all over internet and that just general space. And they're on award and show. Sirius XM's on the radio. Yeah. Like, or not a radio, but it's satellite. Yeah, radio, like it's satellite. Know? Yeah. It's like you got to listen to it in your car. I think the move makes sense. I'm is just radio, surprised it's the opposite way around. Is that radio a paid subscription or is it still? I remember it was free. Is it I not? I think it's still free. <clears throat> I haven't used it in so long since I have Spotify. Yeah. But I think it's free. I still. think it's free yeah. with ads that you can pay yeah. to get off. Like, but then so they have why, such a huge business model. I know that they like do a lot of that. like music festival stuff. Well, they had their own festival. Their own. They had their own uh, festival award yeah. show. Um, they like distribute stuff. They so they do a lot they of they distribute things. radio stations and they like. Low key, on the other side of things, they break artists. So, so as far as like internet radio goes, where's I? Is they at the top? I think I would. I if mean, I was guessing. I would say they're Pandora, a huge name. Apparently, obviously. I don't know. Them. I think they're bigger than Pandora. Yeah. Really? Um. Just, yeah. just their holdings. They, they broke. They were breaking. They still. They do break art. They're like one of the last few th- places, other than like, uh, like uh, Spotify or Apple Music that breaks artists. Yeah. Because they broke Alicia Cara. Like they were stressing Alicia Cara. Like. Three years ago, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, there were, um, she had did an interview with like the Breakfast Club a mm-hmm. while ago, and they said in the interview they were like, "iHeart kept stressing us to like get you up here," and like they would have her in the lobby just doing music. Like they were really trying to break her, so mm-hmm. they still break artists too. Yeah, definitely and, like, for sure. I I was expecting it to be the other way around. Like I was expecting it to be like iHeart was gonna buy Sirius. Honestly, because, I thought so too because I yeah. thought Sirius was. If anything, on the downturn, yeah. or I guess it, it technically it's Liberty Media, the well, parent company. Yeah. You know, you know what this reminds me of. Kind of reminds me of like, oh, like kind of reminds me of like a blockbuster, uh, Netflix situation. Sorta, yeah. Where they like, like where except in that case, blockbuster just said no thanks. Yeah, yeah. and then died. And then, <laughs> yeah, literally died. But I'm saying like, this could happen. Like I'm saying that if iHeart says no, like I think. It's pretty much because Sirius, I'm it's yeah. probably on the it's pretty on the down. Right? See, that's the thing. I know more people that use Sirius XM than use iHeartRadio. I don't know anybody that uses iHeartRadio, well, and I know lots of people that use Sirius XM. Which that's is, I think in part because iHeart operates behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think they really brand their stuff too much. No. And I after doing some research, apparently they're the largest radio station group owner in the U.S. Yeah, and they, they own they, they eight hundred fifty five stations. Oh, so they own like local stations. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So oh, it's like okay. um, if you can think of you know Cumulus have you heard like Cumulus Radio they I own radio stations so. they syndicate things oh, over yeah. similar way I think either way they're they're dominating that yeah, they're bringing in lots of money I just don't know like about I said, radio like, uh, I, yeah they've been they've been doing work they own the they own the Breakfast Club <laughs> are they like, public they e, maybe I honestly yeah. don't know I was gonna wonder what their Which value is like, but it's more than just an app. Yeah, yeah. So. They're like the big because they own like a lot of them, and they do like a lot of like a lot of conferences and stuff like that. So yeah. I can already like you're not hearing no serious radio. Like there's a uh, iHeart Music's like thing where they have like all like a whole bunch of huge artists. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah that's what I've heard yeah, of. Yeah. Not just regular artists there. So it's like I figured them to be bigger. And mm. one more thing too, uh, they originated as Clear Channel back in oh, 1972. Yeah. iHeart Radio. Yeah. Is that old? Yep. 
Uh, the original company that, yeah, that, that founded it. When did it become iHeartRadio? Um, now that I don't know, because I didn't expect to be getting into this that far. But um, maybe I was just surprised because I, I I didn't think iHeartRadio was that big. I've heard a clear. Thing. I, I guess I didn't realize there did, was so much behind it other than uh, like a rendezvous where they like switched from clear to iHeart yeah. with a ton of different a, moving parts. Mm, and they assets. own a lot of radio stations though. They like they own a lot of like it's and the big ones too. They don't yeah. own just like. Little Millie's radio show, like they, they are public, thirty percent public, by the way. Okay. So yeah. I definitely support these guys. Like I, I, I when I've used iHeart, I like them, and I, I think they do good work. So I don't know. Yeah. You think um, it'll go through though? I honestly don't know. Uh, I don't see why not. But I we'll say see. they, they got to aim higher. I think if they don't aim, if Sirius doesn't throw more money, like they can't just throw. That's that's because that little. would be their stake in radio. Yeah, I mean, if they already have satellite radio covered, but it's like true AM FM radio. And radio's yeah. dying anyway. Yeah. It's dying, but it's still in every person's yeah, car. Yeah, it's ever. still huge. But so like, it's like, but it's, it's still a market on their side. I'm talking about on the serious side of things. Like, yeah, they're like, probably seeing their numbers numbers fall. Yeah, with the streaming yeah. age and everything. Yeah, no one's listening. Like, especially because it's a paid service. Yeah. exclusively. Yeah. yeah, no one's listening to Shady Four Five. Exactly. The Shade Four Five. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Exactly. Isn't it Eminem? Isn't yep, Eminem? That's Eminem's. Yeah. Serious. Can't forget uh, Bruce Frankstein's E Street Forty yep. Radio Channel. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Solely his. Seventies on Seven. Yep. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Good stuff. But. My mom still has Sirius. Yeah. My my grandma's my, my grandma and grandpa do. Yeah. My girlfriend's family has all that stuff, so it's like always in the car. And I'm like, yeah, yeah plug in the cord. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Let's see if this deal gets made through. It'd be interesting to talk about that more, just in general, how the business side Mm -hmm. of music is today in terms Mm -hmm. of, like, streaming and Mm -hmm. stuff. Definitely. Um, Last little bit of news here. Just a recent ad for us. Uh, You may have seen it on social media already, but Kanye and his family are going to be on Family Feud. Uh, Nobody really asked for this, but now I think everyone wants it. So, at least I want it. I'd love to see this. I want to know, because it's the... It's the Kardashian West versus the Jenners. But who's on the Kardashian West other than it's Kanye gonna, and Kim? <laughs> it's it's Kanye, Kim Kardashian, uh, an aunt, and two of his cousins <laughs> against the Kardashian Jenners, which would be Chloe, oh, Courtney, that's what it is. yeah, yeah, uh, Kendall, Kylie, and yeah. who's the last one? Kendall. Oh, uh, Chris. Uh, Chris. Chris. The mom. Yeah. Chris? Yeah, Chris. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Chris. Chris. Superstar. Chris Jenner. So that's like a full team. You're like, I know every one of those. And then it's like, here's Kanye and Kim and then a couple of <laughs> family members. And then some randos, yeah. <laughs> Honestly. It'd be interesting. You know, they, you know how they have Celebrity Jeopardy? Yeah, and they do have Celebrity Family Feud. Yeah. I'm but really interested a, to see how Kanye I don't know. does because everyone's like, Kanye's a genius secretly mm-hmm. on the DL and I want to see if he actually does well. Wanna, Kanye hasn't been like public for a hot well, minute. Well, yeah, because yeah. he's been in album mode. Yeah. He's been, he's, he supposedly went to a mountain in Wyoming and has been making an album there. Was it album? I thought he was like in rehab or something. No, he's making an album. Three songs got leaked from it. If those are on the album, he can keep those songs. <laughs> but because uh, they're not good, they're, he has a song with like the Migos where it's like, "Kiss my uh, uh, black butt," but like not. The black part, something about, it's something about, I'll play it another time. Okay. It's not good. But, uh, yeah, so that's, he's supposedly been on Wyoming on album mode, so it's good to see him take time to, and he just had a kid. Yeah, yeah he so, did. Chicago yeah. West. Yeah, Chicago. <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah, what a name. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, singles let's segue time. into singles. You want to introduce them, Tom? Uh, yeah, sure. So the first one we have that we're going to talk about is Post Malone and uh, Ty Dolla Sign coming out with Psycho. Is this the first single off of his uh, Post Malone's mm. Beer Bongs and Bentleys? No, uh, um, Rockstar. That's on Beer Bongs and Bentleys? I think so. I it was on his last album. No, Rockstar's on that album. Rockstar was, how old is that? Like a, three months old? It's really not that year? old. Yeah. It just got a lot of airtime. I know. It's I, I, I checked was the like, Hot 100. <laughs> it's only been on there for like maybe 20 weeks, if that. Yeah, no, it really. debuted at number one. Interesting. Like, it came it's out. Just it been, started at number yeah, one. Yeah, they've been playing it forever. <laughs> well, what'd you guys think of it? I'm not a really big fan of Post Malone. Uh, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of Post Malone, and I didn't like this at first, but I listened to it quite a few times, and it ended up growing on me quite a bit. Eh. It's a, eh. It, yeah, it it's was a, very eh. eh. I don't really like Ty Dolla Sign, so eh. it was already like a bad thing to begin with. He's another eh artist, so I don't know. I'm not oh, really ooh. messing with Post right now. That's fair. You you said you are mad about him for that whole rock star thing, yeah. too. That's another... D- Calling rappers rap. Yeah, rap. that's another discussion I want to have at some point. Rock stars, if yeah. If we do another topic discussion on rappers deciding to be rock stars, which is really common with the mumble rappers now. But, yeah. So I think that for singles, I just want to give it a yay or a nay. Yeah. I'm going to say nay. I'll give it a, a very hesitant yay. Okay. I'm going to say, I mean, I wish I could say eh, but I'm going to say nay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not terrible, that's, but I, mean, I was like, yeah, it's, eh. all right. It's also the fan, third so. single yeah. for, what was the second for one? that. I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you give me one second and install a little bit, I might well, have it for you. Oh, uh, so yeah, Rockstar, Candy Paint. I don't know if you guys ooh, ever listened ooh, to that. I don't remember I don't that. even know that came out. Yep, and then that, that really flew under the radar, I yeah, think. And then no. Psycho just came out. So. All right, well. Well, does this make you more or less excited for his upcoming album as a fan of Post Beer I don't know, because Rockstar was good, Beer and then it sort of got Bentley's. tired of it. Candy Paint was okay, and then this was bad to okay. So I don't know. Well, I honestly don't just been getting worse. Stoney, <laughs> Stoney really wasn't that great either, and I, I had to listen to it a few times to have it grow on me. Well, Beer Bongs and Bentleys is coming very soon, so. As he's said time and time and time and yeah. time and time again. And time again, yeah. So That's what every artist says now. He literally has had his Twitter name sent for uh, Beer Bongs and Bentleys since, like, 2016. Yeah, it's coming, but it's <laughs> really? coming, though. It's, it's first... been, like, Wait, a year. He has an album, right? Yeah. Stony. yeah. When did it come out? 2016. So it was just, like, since then? Se- yeah. the, the entire <laughs> year of 2017 and then 2018. Wow, he's Beer really trying to build the hype. Yeah, it's coming, dog. It's hap- it's happening. I don't know anybody that actually listens to Post Malone other than like college girls. That's fair, but I don't know. I I, okay. I think he's just more of like a icon rather than he an really artist. is. I know him as like a personality more than yeah. As an I artist. think I know his personality okay. like on on different YouTube yeah. channels he and, makes you, and all that stuff. Post Malone makes you like you might you'll hear his song and it'll make you two step. Like that's what I yeah, put yeah. into. Like I'll be at a basketball game and hear. My mama calls, seeing you on your TV. And you're like, wait a minute. I like this. That makes you groove. That makes me, I'm like, wow, this, just makes this sounds too- really not upbeat. When the beat drops, okay, it's like, gotcha. congratulations. Then it's like, all right, this is good. But then, like, mm-hmm. I don't, like, go out of my way to find Post Malone. And I, it's also because I don't like Post Malone right now. Yeah. It looks yeah. like he smells bad. 
He actually smells really well. He, I've he heard. looks I, like I he's... saw the Vanity Fair thing where he's like, actually, I think I smell really good. I, no, I've heard he smells amazing. Actually, he, but he looks like he smells. I feel awful. like he, he smells good, and then when he talks to you, all you smell is Bud Light and cigarettes, because <laughs> that's what he eats and drinks. Or, or was smokes, it Bud Light? I, I was thought it was Natty Light. It's Bud Light. Oh, it's no. straight up Bud Light. Those are both bad. Yeah. So oh, I, I love the dude. He's so cool. But I, I mean, I would love to beat him and everything. But yeah, I don't know as an artist like. Yeah. I like uh, I like that style of like singing over trap beats. I think it's a cool yeah. Yeah. thing. Uh, I don't think it's done a lot yet. Well, it's, it's, is it? It's growing. Like guys like Trippy Red are doing it, and like yeah, guys like I guess Tiller kind of started yeah. it Bri- to well, a degree. Bryson Tiller, Tory Lanes, yeah, that group, uh, Party Next Door, that little group of people. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> then it leads to your uh, girl. Okay, first off, <laughs> I don't want to get into this. I'll get into it. Janelle Monet dropped a. Here's, are we talking about both of them or just the one in depth? I'm just gonna go because there was a music video for one of them. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah, gonna Tessa go. Thompson, though. I'm gonna say she dropped two singles. They're both really good to me. I didn't listen I to Django Jane, but I listened to Make Me Feel, and it was like, I I liked it. I digged it. It was very like, eighties. Like that's how it, like. I heard people comparing it to Prince, and I was like, yeah. Because I've, Prince yeah. co-signed her. I got a huge yeah, Prince, Prince vibe from that, her. actually. He Make co-signed her before least. he, uh, like, a while ago, when she, like, had dropped her, like, last album. That was, like, her co-sign from Prince. And then she stepped away from music to, like, act and stuff like yeah. that. And, like, do, like, she got, uh, she did Hidden Figures that she got nominated for uh, Oscar. Well, that movie did. And then she did, uh... What is that other movie that won the Oscar last year for Best Picture? Moonlight. Moonlight. She's in Moonlight. Oh, yeah, she's I didn't a know that. Decent role in Moonlight. Okay. She Who was she in Moonlight? Role. I can't remember. <laughs> I honestly can't just remember. Just know that her. I haven't seen Moonlight. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't? No. I thought you said you watched it last year when we were talking about the Oscar. I lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, how was the? Yeah, how was the yeah, music? I liked it. I mean, yeah. Did you like one over the other? Did you listen to both of those things? I listened to both. I'm trying to remember. I think Django Jane I liked more. I can't remember. She raps a little bit more on that. She has yeah. like a weird flow thing. Yeah, I like that. But uh, yeah, she did. I'm gonna give them both a yay. But yeah, she she started a lot of controversy. But <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, she's. Hey, I'm a- happy a- after her. we're done recording this podcast, I'm gonna give you a big hug. I mean, yeah, because I had a lot of controversy I had to deal with this week <laughs> over these two songs and Little Dicky, which I will <laughs> later on. I will explain. I will. Okay, let's just talk about it on the side just, note. Just, just get it out. Little Dicky announced that he had he's dropping an album a while ago. No, he but he announced that he's dropping a single for it in February. Yeah, which like means that it's coming tomorrow. <laughs> maybe, but. We it was a whole a big thing about Little Dicky and Janelle Monet and they're both being like who's bigger and sh- and stuff. Namir doesn't like Little Dicky. I don't like Little Dicky, and I'll take the moment to explain why I hate Little Dicky. Little Dicky is the artist who, and it's gonna lead into logic later on, because he has yeah, something he's up next. right after this. But Little Dicky is an artist who. I find him annoying because, and he's really, 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 really talented, but he's like one of those artists who are like, you know, I'm only doing music because I want to spin this off into comedy, which was a, like a quote from him before, 
which like he doesn't take it seriously. I'm just gonna. I'm only here so I can get bigger in the comedy world. Do you think he's pivoted since then? Because professional rapper, literally in the title track of that, he talks about how he wants to. He's, so, he wants to be a legend. He wants to change <laughs> the rap game. But I don't know how seriously you could take him. Exactly, because because the rest that, of the album was comedy rap, and that's when he said after that, I want to do because he did after professional rapper came out, he did an interview and he said like I just I want to be bigger in comedy. Do you think and, that you don't think he's pivoted? You think he's still on that? Yeah. What's the point of releasing this album then, if he doesn't care? That's my problem. That's my question with Did, him. I thought, didn't he have like a TV show coming out or something? Uh, wasn't he working on something? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. And that's my. Oh, that's always been my problem with Lil Dicky. Like, do you really even like? Because even when he did his double XL thing, he it was like, if he wanted to, if he put passion into both of them, would you be okay with it? Or is the fact that he he sounds like he is using one to get to another? Yeah. It's that. Yeah. It's okay. the fact that he's using one as a way, and like out of all things, like he's using rap as one. And it's like that's like the one thing I like. That's the genre of music I like the most. And it almost feels like he's making that a joke, which yeah. is like my problem. I with see him. what you're saying. Yeah, he's like it feels like he's making this a joke, but then at the same time he's like, and then he's also like at, he's being like I mean, I'm, I also equate him to Jay Electronica, which is like another artist who was like huge rap. He had one huge, really, really classic song. And everyone was like, when's your album coming out? And he's like, soon. And then that soon turned into one year. That soon, soon turned into two years. And that soon turned into three years. And that soon turned into four years. And that soon turned into we still haven't got it. Yeah. And this album, that it's song. It's a running joke. In the, that, yes, the that's the running joke in like, rap. Like That that song came out. Exhibit C came out in like 2010, I feel like. And we still haven't gotten the album. So that's what I felt like Lil Dicky was going to do. I thought Lil Dicky was going to come in here, you know. Here's my album, and then he's gonna professionally walk off into the sunset, which he's kind of done. But every now and then he'll be like, "Oh well, here's like one little, here's a little nibbit or some music for you guys, you know." Here's what I'll say, as someone who's not like a rap or hip hop yeah. purist like you are, yeah, I am okay with it, which is why I like Lil Dicky because I think that he brings, to me, to me specifically, I should say, it, to me he brings something fresh to it. And like since I'm not a purist, and I think there's a lot of stuff that I don't like about it right the genre right now that you yeah. do like and i feel like he kind of plays on some of that which is and like parodies it yeah. in a way which i'm okay with i'm a big yeah. fan of no. people bringing comedy to music and i like Lil dick yeah and, I don't, and since i'm not a purist like you are i don't really mind him as long as he's putting effort into the music he's not like here's an album whatever if he's putting effort into it even if it is to him only means to an end i'm fine with it if i just take it the music at face value but for mm-hmm. me it's like like grant really likes edm if you, I do. If you had an EDM artist who's like, oh, like I'm good at it, but like I'm just doing this so I can, you know, spend this off into like some type of like acting or something like that. There, I there actually is, a, I think, a few that. So it's like that are, yeah, at the same time you're like, it. all right, my, dude. I see. My you. first question would be, is the music good? And if it's bad, then I'm gonna be way harsher on them. But if it's good, I'll be like, all right. I but I can't like I can't let that slide because like that's the same thing with Jay Electronica. The music is good, but at the same time, like I, and he just dropped two new songs like. This year, but like, well, one. Yeah. But no one, I didn't care because it was like, all right, well, this doesn't mean anything because we're like, we're not going to get anything. But with like Lil Dicky, it's like, all right, you drop something and then you go on like a five-year hiatus and then at least with like other people, like they're off doing something. Well, Lil Dicky, it looks like he's, he's just he's doing what he doing rapped nothing. about, which was like, smoking weed yeah, with like his he's buddies not in doing the nothing. Like That's fair. Like it's different. Like if you were like out here and like, 
like with Janelle Monet, my thing was Janelle's out here. At least I can see her. She's doing movies. Like she's acting, and she didn't leave music, but she like she has her own label. She put out Jadena, who did, who had that classic man song that blew up. So she was like pushing him, and I she f- was acting. I, yeah, so I definitely feel like it'd be different. Doing something. If, yeah, if Dicky uh, span off and maybe like had a stand up. Yeah, for like, a hot second. Well, Dickie's like doing literally nothing. Literally, like, pro- I don't know if he can like produce other content other no, than I, like I don't know comedy rap though. But, I don't know. I don't. I just don't know enough about his talent because yeah. I don't think he really. He's like he's out here doing it. like nothing. Like like what my thing with that was my thing with Janelle Monet. Like she at least she's doing like stuff like she's doing. Uh, she had a song on. Uh, I feel like she had a song on Hidden Figures. I can't remember. Yeah, I know what you're she talking might, about. But like she. She's doing, she's acting, and she's, like, pushing other artists, okay. which Little Dicky is doing nothing I understand but a Trojan your, commercial. I understand your criticism. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's I forgot all. about that. And, like, that was my problem with Little Dicky. Now, I, this album, we'll see. If this album is trash, then I'm throwing a little, Little Dicky can never come back. Like, I never <laughs> want to hear him again. Okay. I understand your criticism. I just, it doesn't. What matters to you doesn't matter as much to me. Yeah, but and, and it might be like to be honest, like and this might sound like a, a shop. It might be trash. I honestly don't know. His last two albums were good, so I have faith. But but like when you don't know how much he's putting into it. When you're not doing anything for a while, and then you just show up, like the comedy rap might be dead. Like and if you're not, yeah, and if you're not working on it and yeah, like making like, sure it's still relevant, because I don't remember like besides Lil Dicky, who else is doing that genre. No, yeah, no one really. That's that Rich Brian song. <laughs> I mean, okay, if you want to count Rich Brian, then go for it. I don't but, think it is, but at least Rich Brian is out here constantly putting music out, and not even constantly like you know Rich Brian is. You doing just know something. he's working. Yeah, it, right now he's on tour. You know, it's like well, he's Dickie's doing something. like, hey, you know, buy my T-shirt. <laughs> he does really push that. Yeah, buy my shirt. LD Dave Bird here. Yeah, yeah. you know, President <laughs> Dave. So that was my problem with Lil Dicky, right, which so leads let's, into Logic. Let's, let's listen to Logic, because I want to hear your argument. I think it's a definitely, I think it's a different scenario here. Logic's thing, with, my problem with, they're different, but my problem with Logic is I feel like Logic can't find his own sound. Like, if you listen to this song and then listen to, I, I, I try to find out, because I took a note on it, it's either DNA or... Um, what is that? It is either DNA or Duckworth. One of Kendrick's songs, mm-hmm. they sound exactly the same. Like like, the, like 44 more. Yeah, like this sounds exactly like 44 more. I think... Like the flow and everything. You, you're thinking of DNA. Yeah, the flow... Because DNA definitely has that the hard-hitting 808s yeah. in the back with... Yeah. They yeah. sound exactly... The, like this sounds like this was Kendrick's song, and then Kendrick was like, nah, but you can get it, though. <sighs> I don't know, like, though. And I, that's always been my problem with, like, Logic. Like, he can't. Sometimes he sounds like Big Sean. Sometimes he sounds like Kendrick. Sometimes he is, might. So you're saying that's not a benefit to him. It's No, a it's detriment. not. Like, it's, it's a bad. detriment. And it didn't, like, also this whole, like, mixed person struggle that he's been pushing on me with this album that he had. With yeah, the whole. Not a fan. I'm black, I'm black, I'm white, I'm white. <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> oh, the pool. <laughs> Like, I don't care. I'm sorry, Logic, but I don't care because I look at you and I don't see a black guy, but like, yeah, I know it's there, but I don't care, Logic. It doesn't really, yeah, like, doesn't matter. But I, so like, that whole thing he's pushing, and then like, I just listen to I feel that suicide song. I just laugh when I hear it. I feel bad, but he does. Who can relate? 
Woo! <laughs> Who does a woo over a suicide song? Yeah, <laughs> I see what you're saying. So, I mean, but my problem with Logic has always been, like, he just he just sounds like someone else all the time. Like, he sounds like Kendrick on this song to me. I think another, I had a problem with this track, and it was just that, like, he's just trying to say, I am at a good position in the rap game, which you don't, I hate it when rappers do that, and it's such a trope. And it's like, don't say that. Just prove it by doing something other than that. Because, like, I hate that. No official logic, but I mean, it's it's been in hip hop since the beginning of hip hop. You can rap, but it could disappear. Like some of the people who might like a lot of those people who said like I'm feeling I'm good in hip hop. Some of them dudes are gone now. Like they're not they're musically. (laughs) Now is it fair that I'm critiquing him and not Rich Brian? I don't know. Probably not because I liked Brian. Rich Brian (laughs) because he did the same for eleven tracks. He did the same thing, but like Rich Brian is on the clock now, which you need like. The next album has to be good with him, or yeah. he's gone. I really his album came and went. <clears throat> the thing with Logic though is he has a, at least a body of work now where yeah. you can kind of see what he's yeah. doing. I really liked uh, his last album, Everybody. I yeah, thought it he was has good. A lot and of then good samples. the one that launched his career really. I forget the name. Uh, Why am I missing it? It's uh, the spaceship one. Uh, it's literally. Oh, uh, the. I I loved I loved that uh, album. I, know what you're I really about. I listened to that a lot. I'll look um, it up real fast. I know what you're talking about. Though. Yep. It's the adventures or something or yeah. other. Because his album before that I really liked. I used to blast that album. Yeah. So it's the, not like you just want him to find consistency more than anything. It's not Bobby Tarantino. No, it's Bobby Tarantino was Oh, the Incredible tape. True Story. Yep. That's what it was. But I liked the album before the Incredible True Story. He had uh, Under Pressure. I like okay. that. But like, he's always had things where he sounded like someone else to me. And he just, he can't find his voice I which is different when you're a lyrical artist yeah well as someone that's not really a fan of logic just like because I'm not not because <laughs> not because I am not I'm not not a fan do you not understand the light skin or mixed struggle Tom I as, do you as not a, get that someone he's, that he's is black, straight black, white, I white, don't. white you can understand half of it the white struggle <laughs> I, I understand the, the struggle, struggle it is to be white. And I get the black to the I'm white, I'm white, I'm black, I'm black. He gets both of it. He gets the privilege, but at the same time, he's half black. So, like, it's a struggle every day. I Well, personally, I can't relate. All I want to say is that I'm, since I'm not, like, a deep fan of Logic or anything, I don't hate him. I was fine with... One eight hundred numbers numbers. Two seven three some 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 some. Um, I was fine with that. I've been fine with like his hits that he's had that have like gone big. Um, I like the song. I like it. What about li- hit gone big for him? That one. Yep. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> then he he had another. Nope, that was his first huge hit. Maybe I just listened to some of one of his albums before then. Yeah. Uh, I, I like this song. I like that it was just like straight bars. It wasn't like a chorus or anything. And I'm I'm a. It's not necessarily speed rap, but he's got some speed rapping bits in there, and I and he's good at it. And I like speed rapping a lot. I'm a big fan of speed rapping. Um, That's his thing. Yeah, I'm good with the song. I'm good with it. I'd say yay to for me personally. I don't have since I am not someone that like follows his body of work continuously. The difference in voice doesn't mean anything to me, is because I just listen to everything separately. Yeah, he's a he. I give it a nay, but that's only because I think the song is like. Okay, I'll say a yay, like it'll be a good Kendrick song, but 
Because I thought it was Duckworth at first. I thought he just really. I thought he took the beat. It actually and kept going. You know what's interesting is it actually has two separate samples that you may not even have thought of. Uh, so it sampled "Waves" by Kanye West. Really, and it I also sampled "Zoom" by Future off his okay, I didn't Future hear album. Either of those songs. Yeah, me either. I just heard Duckworth. It's in just there. it's there in the production info. I, I don't know, know how those sneaked in there, but he they threw, did. He threw he uh, threw he threw Duckworth in here. Thought he was gonna kill it. Thought he was about to journal to Lucas this beef, yeah. which is another person he's beefing with, but because uh, they have problems about because Logic. Jordan Lucas did the whole numbers. It's stupid. It's a dumb thing, but they have problems. But, yeah. Right. So. What do you say, Grant? Yeah, yeah no? I'll give it a yay. Yeah, it's a yay. Okay, so that puts us at uh, the Glitch Mob and uh, Glitch Mob and Tula. Yeah. How could this be wrong? And, Grant, you're the Glitch Mob fan. Yeah. I think, so you, you lead this I one. honestly, oh, man. Their first album had to have come out maybe over a decade ago at this point. Uh. That was when I first got into music. Yeah, it came out in 2010. Oh, I, I forgot about their... They had one more album after that came out in 2014. But their true, like, really good album, Drink the Sea, was 2010. And when I first got into listening to music and, like, I downloaded Spotify and everything, Glitch Mob was something that I, like, played constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back and listen to that first album that they had, uh, you'll probably recognize a lot of the songs just from whether it be com- like commercial songs okay. uh, or like I don't know. It, generally, they just kind of find themselves everywhere. But it's uh, they're they're a great trio. It's made up of three guys: Edward Ma, Justin Beretta, and Josh Mayer. And um, I'm a huge fan of them. So to see that they're making music again is really cool. Because what did you think of the song? This song was good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I'm really looking forward to what's next, honestly. I didn't really have a ton of other thoughts than that. I thought it started out really good. Um, it's like f- it's like four or five minutes long almost. Um, yes, it is a longer song. Their songs are typically longer. The end, it started sounding super dubstep-y. Like That's their sound. Like dubstep. That's, well, not so much the... I see what you're saying with the dubstep, but it's like... I can't describe the sound very... It's very glitch mobby. Like that's their distinct sound. Is like it's not dubstep, but it's like this weird synth, hard synth, See, like gritty. The, that's what I sound. thought. That's what I thought. Like the first. That's what I was gonna say. Actually, was it's like gritty synth. Is that yeah? It's like the first four minutes, and then there's like a drop at like three minutes in, four minutes in. That was like kind of like two thousand eight dubstep, and I was like, maybe maybe a little later than that, but I was like. Drop the bass. Damn. Maybe, maybe. I guess I didn't see that as much, uh, but I, that's a fair point. Yeah. Which I, I just thought was like, oh, I kind of liked it beforehand when it was just like, there wasn't like necessarily drops. It was like the gritty synth. It's kind of like, you know. It's like it's like you're in a movie, right? Yeah, exactly. Like it's like a movie yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then that, that drop was like, I was like, wow, what was that? Do you Did you ever see the Battlefield 1 trailer so long ago? Um, I saw one of them. It, I can't remember which one it was, but it was... They did one with Seven Nation Army, didn't they? Or it was, was it, uh, in that trailer, and it was badass. This it was, song was? No, uh, it was a song they produced specifically for those trailers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or I think they did one or two. I can't remember, but either way, like people were raving about it because of how good it was, and that was, I think, the soundtrack that really did it for them. And it was that type, that aggressive, yeah. like hard-hitting... I don't know. It's like bass music, it's kind of. Because lots of there's, I know of a few artists, or at least one artist, 
Now there's a few that do like electronic stuff, but then they also like produce like game soundtracks and like movie soundtracks. Yeah. These guys like come they off. Just, they like, didn't like break into that necessarily. They're still like, they're making music that sounds cinematic that can be. It's very, uh, there's a genre called glitch and it's kind Is of it really? that. They're yeah. Really? Yeah. Did they they started. I don't know if they did or not, but they're, I mean, that's where they're, they lie at. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, they do remind me of like Daft Punk in a way where they do their own thing and they do it well. Mm-hmm. And they also, yeah, like dabble and other stuff like that. So uh, I'm looking forward to their new album. It's coming out in May. See Without Eyes. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, I'm I wasn't a more fan singles. of the drop, but I would still say yay to it. Fair enough. Yeah. Cool. What about you? I'm, I'm giving yay. it a yay. Okay. And then the next one we have, I believe, is Breaking Benjamin coming out with a new single off their upcoming album. And the uh, song is Blood. Eh. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Breaking Benjamin at all. Nope. Um, they Their last album, uh, I forgot what it was called, was like huge. And it was really, really good. Um, other than that, people know them from um, their album. They had like oh, th- three albums ago, maybe. Um, they had like Diary of Jane. Have you heard that song? I've heard of the album. No. That was well, that was Phobia. So that was yeah, Phobia. Okay, one, two, three. That might have been four albums ago. That was two thousand six. Uh, but then they had Dark Before Dawn in twenty fifteen, and Dark Before Dawn was like really, really good. And if I remember correctly, it was actually like um, pretty successful, um, at least in like the hard rock uh, genre. I don't know. So they're like one of the biggest bands in hard rock right now, and they have been for a while. Or uh, I don't know. That album was really good, but if you go through like hard rock charts on iTunes, it's not showing up anymore. Like it's not. I I guess it wasn't one that sustained, um, because like that stuff is like Metallica and Five Finger Death Punch is all up in there. Yeah. Um, but their last album was really good, and it was all over the radio. At least on like here, it was all over like ninety seven nine, like several songs off of it, and it was a really solid album. Um, and this song. Blood is like really. I, I don't know if they're one of the biggest, but they're definitely a big band. Like if you're into hard rock, you know Breaking Benjamin. Yeah, I think a lot of people, if you're not into hard rock, know them from Diary of Jane. Um, I've yeah, I was gonna say I've heard of them countless times. I just never listened to their stuff. Uh, which is acceptable because like I, I haven't listened to a lot of their stuff. I listened to their last album when it came out because I like hard rock, but I hadn't really listened to a lot of their stuff before that. But this song is like sounds like they're continuing with the stuff that was on the last album, which I'm super okay with because it was really good. It's like very, very Breaking Benjamin. Like that's their sound. And a lot of people, you might say it's generic rock, but it's like that's kind of like what they do. What they do best is generic rock, yeah. Uh, and it's like, I don't know. I liked it. I did not. I was not a fan. Uh I was in a phase where I liked this stuff for a hot second, and then no, not to say you're in a phase or anything like that. Yeah. But it's just that type of music that I I'm really not a fan of anymore. If I was still in that you know like area, I guess I would mm-hmm. like it. But that was a nay for me. It's uh, a yay for me. Uh, it's a no for me, dog. I don't know why I didn't like. I didn't. I just didn't like it. I don't know why. I don't know. I actually don't even know why. I just didn't like it. <laughs> I, just, I literally I don't know why. But I just didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. It's like, you, I feel like you guys aren't super into that kind of music anyways, necessarily. Yeah. Like yeah. 2000s rock. Yeah. That's basically what it is. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. I just, I like it. Um, gotcha. The next one we have to talk about is uh, 24 Hours and Lil Pump Lie Let's Detector. Let's get it. This is bad. Did you not like it too? 
Oh, did I not like it too? Yeah, did you not like lie detector? Let's get it. I thought it was garbage. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was trash, man. <laughs> I actually wrote lie detector is trash. Let's fart on this track. I don't want to hear this no more. I still like Lil Pump though. Let's get it. <laughs> That's what I wrote in my notes. Here's what I have to say. I liked it. <laughs> no. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is Do you like that- 24 hours? I'm not really familiar with I've them. I've never okay. even heard of them before. This. I've heard them on like a couple of the I things. Was like, oh, the, I don't like them, but. Uh, Lil Pump, I was like, oh, it's the Gucci gang guy. Here we go. And then I was like, I don't know why. It's, I really, it, it was like happy. I don't know. The beat was like happy the to me. The beat is good. And then I liked, I didn't like listen to it lyrically too intensely. Oh, no, I didn't either. But I, I never was like, do it. I was like, oh, wow. I think I actually might, you might like Lil Pump. Lil Pump. But I no, I just thought it wasn't good. I thought Lil Pump was good on it. But that I thought the whole okay, I thought the whole song as a whole it was a trash, but I it's, still like Lil Pump though. It sounded like someone just got like a keyboard, went to one of the presets and went dun 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 dun, dun and <laughs> then just put it on repeat. It's really simple, but over it's like that high pitch that it just sounded happy to me. I was like, hmm. There was no depth to it at all. <laughs> the dude who produced I don't know. this song, well, yeah. formerly was Youngberg. Now now his name is Hitmaker. The guy who produced this song produced Bounce Back by Big Sean. So that's a good produced track, though. Well, you know. So how can you pivot to something like this? The more you know. This is bad. <laughs> the and the, the cover know. art's really bad, too. What you guys, So you know. you, if you didn't like the low pump, you, were you okay with the low pump bars? I Tom, don't know how on. I feel about Hold on. Pause. It, you don't, can't you call can bars. You can never say low pump bars, dude. Why? It's because it's not, not bars. What, that, they're it's not bars. Not, it's just low it's pump. It's just a feel. You know? Okay. <laughs> That's like mumble rap as a whole. It's, I thought this sounded way different than Gucci Gang. next week's episode, maybe. Yeah. Perhaps. I mean, let's get it. That's all I'm going to say, dude. I can just See, say that over and over. I thought Gucci Gang was like super mumble rappy, and this is like... I thought it was definitely in the ballpark, but I thought he was. I thought it was better. See, he. I think he, you're right. He actually was kind of coherent on this, and like the songs well, that yeah. he's on, like he produces, or I don't know even know if he produces. He produce Either way, he definitely is like more coherent. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Yeah, though. I mean, I liked my it. Opinion. So it, to me, it was a good thing. Yeah, I actually liked the track. I was like, I want to add this onto my playlist. I don't know about that, dog. It's a song. I want to hear. It's a song. I want to hear this no more. We can pass on this, dude. Uh, to me, I'm saying yay. I'm saying nay. Right. Uh, you're saying nay too. I take it. Nay. It's a nay. Uh, so that brings us to Imagine Dragons, uh, Imagine Dragons releasing a. Single, uh, Next kind of. I honestly don't know. I, I looked into this for quite a while. So it appears on their last album. It was added, yeah. But it's also a single from their next album. It's just... It's... I it's, it was, it's is it said it's for their next album? Yes. Already? Yes. I... Where did you see that? I saw it on uh, the uh, on Genius. It was on their uh, the song listing. What... It literally says, like, alongside its debut, Imagine Dragons unveiled their Evolve World Tour and new things to come, and this is going to be on, like, on what album, on the Evolve album. Evolve. See, on, on Genius, it has the cover art as a single, but on Spotify, it appears as, yeah, I don't know if that's a I thought, mistake or not. Look, if they have a new, it has its own cover art and everything. If they have a new as album. As a single. Yeah. So if they, on um, Apple Music. Okay, so maybe it's, it's a Spotify, Spotify flub? Here's the thing. Well, I thought there was a definite reason. And hold on, let me explain this. If they were doing another album already, that's like really unprecedented because Evolve just came out. They don't do year to year albums. They do every two years. 
I think. Right? I think it's 2014, 2016, and then like late 2017. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's I don't. I, this is a besides the release. This was a great song. I really loved this, and I, I added too. it to all, everything. I thought it was. I just don't understand what happened here. I thought here's what my I, my thought was because it appeared on the Evolve album. Well, I thought stu- it was Evolve is the album that came out last year. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm stupid. I thought it was an upcoming album. Oh, I was uh, I, I was gonna be shocked. So I think that's partly my fault, but still I'm confused why it's a single and also. So it was 2014 or 2012, 2014, 2017. So they do like a three year, two, three year gap in between albums. Yeah. So if there's gonna be another one already, I'd be like, what? No, I, My thought I got was that, that wrong, they but... added it to Evolve because it's an evolution of the album. They added one more song on there. And they have, so trying to they have more their... stuff to come. So it's I assume, a Kanye move. That's so a Kanye assume, exactly they keep adding more songs onto their album that's as they, it evolves itself. That's what they did. That's what I thought it was. That's what he did for that's Life of meta. Pablo. <laughs> that's <laughs> a Kanye play. I know, because I was like, New Imagine Dragons, I saw it on their Twitter, and then I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't see any singles. And then I saw it was on the actual album, and I was like, wait a second. Yeah. I just I'm kind I'm just more confused about the release than it, anything. I'm confused about it too. I really liked it as well. It's really really good. It reminds Super me of good. reminds me of Night Visions and they usually have a couple songs. I should say usually because they only have three albums, but they had a couple songs on Evolve that were um very Night Visions um ask. Yeah. Yeah, uh and Smoke and Mirrors had a few, but like each album has definitely had a significant a progression that you can tell. Yeah. Um okay. the difference and an evolution if you will. Uh and it's I like that they they threw it back with this one. It's a good song. I, like I really did like it a lot. I just love that they did a love song because typically it's like more so. I'm kind of depressed and yeah, that's like 100 percent true. I'm stuck oh my- and I my wife or my significant other isn't supporting me. Like <sighs> that's Evolve was such a good album. Maybe we'll talk about it sometime because I love yeah, it so much. We'll like, to, that was I like, loved that was like to. him breaking out. Um, Breaking out of his depression, where like the last two albums were like him definitely in it, and he he, he wrote Evolve as like yeah. his breakout. That's exactly. So what I like that it's like happier, upbeat. He's yeah, because Smoke and Mirrors was super introspective. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we'll get into this another time, but yeah, for sure. We'll good, a, good song. Maybe Night Visions. We'll get into it in a yeah, little may, bit. Maybe, maybe soon. We'll say <laughs> here. Uh, is that? I'd say yay to it. No. Oh, we got one more. Five, Five sauce. seconds of summer. Here's the thing. I'm assuming you're a fan, Tom. Uh, no. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm, it's the same as Logic in the sense that I'm not not a fan. I'm okay. like done with the boy band thing, and I didn't like a lot of the stuff they did. It seems this is their first music since 2015, the or I guess 2016 they released B sides. Um, but it's been a while. Uh, I don't think they have it still. Like I don't think they're big <laughs> like they were. Uh, it's definitely a very different song than what they've done. Before it's like, it you reminds know, me of One Direction when One Direction did a huge pivot. No, in their no last shit. album, uh, what <laughs> One Direction, another boy band. <laughs> I meant like One Direction did this huge, were like super super poppy. Yeah, they did this huge pivot in their last album, I think, or maybe their last two albums, maybe even uh, most of their last album where it was like a much different sound than the boy band sound. This still is reminiscent of that, but it definitely sounds way different than like it reminded me of Walk the Moon actually. When I was listening to it, not the singer, but like sound wise, that's what I thought. It was okay. I'm gonna say nay. You know, I'm gonna say nay. I hear that. Yeah, it sounded pretty indie rocky, sort of, or at least had some influences from it. At least from what I could tell. I'd say you know what, I'd say Five Seconds of Summer is a band that I don't like, that I don't hate. You're very indifferent towards. I'm like, it's a boy band. I don't want to like it, but then they got some. They got some jams that I'm like. 
I'm gonna embarrassed. Yeah, damn. I honestly, I like this one. I don't know if it'll make it to a playlist. But that's not my sign of yay or nay. I'll say yay. It's their first music in a while, and I, I thought it was definitely not bad. It could have been a train wreck, and I didn't think it was. All right. And they definitely seem like they're evolving instead of sticking with, you know, 2014 <laughs> yeah. boy band sound. So that's Whatever cool that me. trash was, yeah. Um, uh, before we jump into the albums, I'm going to run down the singles, all other okay. singles that I came out real quick. I also want to just really fast yeah, say yeah. Lil Yachty dropped a song called uh, oh, yeah. Revenge, and it's trash. Don't listen to it. Yeah, that's the kind yeah, of I gotta say about that. the Who. Uh, yeah, shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Or if he did, he should have went way harder than he did. No, nope. seemed like his flow was would not. It flow. seemed like it didn't fit the uh, song. Exactly, what I was gonna all. say. And not I was not like even like that he confused. wasn't going hard enough. Just that it didn't like a, sync. It up. wasn't like synced. Yeah, like it wasn't mastered at all. It just felt like <laughs> Yachty. If you're gonna sit here and say Yachty ever syncs his beats with his verses, then no, you're sometimes also he wrong. does though. Because when he did DTA. <laughs> And he did other That's the songs. thing that I hate about him, though, is some tracks, he'll, they're just so off sync. Like, he'll and you're try. you're like, why didn't he fix it? Yeah, like, there's some tongue, like, cause some some songs, like, he'll actually try to rap. Mm-hmm. And it won't be completely bad. But, like, I thought he was going to do that for this one, but he didn't. So, uh, I'm going to, it's a no, it's and a it's a nay. Yeah, yeah, I'll say nay as well. Um, yeah, real quick, uh, we had DJ Snake, DJ Snake with Magenta Rhythm. Two Chains, ASAP Ferg, FKI First, Good Gas with How I Feel, Father John Misty, Mr. Tillman. I wanted to listen to that song, but I never got the chance to. Uh, Fall Out Boy came out with a single, I Want to Dance with Somebody, parentheses, Who Loves Me. Yeah, that's the, that's a cover of uh, Whitney Houston. Yeah. Is it? That's oh, what I thought. That's why I no. kept looking at that, and I was like, no. nah, I feel like that song sounds familiar. It was a spot. No. Here's the thing. It wasn't released as a single. It was released as a Spotify single, so it's like one of those things. Uh, it's not terrible, but like Whitney Houston's kind of untouchable. Yeah. I don't know what oh, they... boy. Pete Wentz, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, we also had Sib, or Sib, Skip Marley, Wolfgang, We, and Marcus Neb by... What a... A quartet of names <laughs> with Cruel World, uh, Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats with Cooling Out. This was a good track. I don't know if you guys listened, but I, I wanted to. Really, really good. Um, Carnage, Steve Aoki, Lockdown, Plur Genocide. <laughs> it was trash. Uh, <laughs> CeeLo Green with Brick Road. I listened to this because I saw CeeLo Green, and it's about cocaine and whatnot. All right. Uh, he sounds really different on this. I recommend you you listen to it. I'm not gonna say it's good, but it's a very interesting track. Well, I'll have to give it a listen. Yeah, uh, another that's another time on his background. Yeah, um, Pentatonix, Havana, Dylan Francis, Fuego, We the Funk, and then David Guetta, Martin Garrix, Brooks, like I do, like I do. So now albums, Stinger. So we're starting with um, Black Youngster. Yeah, and you, you're the only one listening yeah, to it. So, <laughs> so you, my it's observations all you. are gonna be fast. Uh, it sounded like Migos kind of. Mm. And I also got a I I don't know. He's kind of his own thing. Got to hear twerk. Uh no. Twerk you don't like Nah. Let me see you twerk. No. I If you broke go to work. Is that his track? <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know, I'm not familiar twerk. with it. Is that off this album? <laughs> yes. Well, I didn't I don't remember it because that's kind of how forgettable it was. Hit, that's hey. his hit like song. Like okay. that song is gone. Like he that had, song is in the atmosphere. He had some good features on this album. He had Lunch Money Lewis, uh, Travis Scott. Lunch Money Lewis? That's a real person? Lunch Money Lewis. <laughs> he remember? Okay, so do you remember his song, I Got Bills, I Gotta Pay, and I Gotta Work, 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 something, something. It was on the radio. It was on the top 40. <laughs> I don't think so. Who is Lunch Money Lewis? Lunch Money Lewis, Bills. You, you've probably heard of it. I haven't seen him since that, but he was on this with, yeah, with Black Youngster. I don't know why. It's called Bands. It's, like, decent. 
Uh, there was a song called Right There that pretty much kind of sounded like Right There by Lil Chingy. Or Chingy. <laughs> Chingy, not Lil Chingy. Not Lil Chingy, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm in my mumble rap phase here. My boy here. Trash uh, Chingy. Hip Hopper had Lil Yachty on it. Lil Hip Hopper, that's my jam too. Actually a good song. That's a good song. And then Booty sounded exactly like Migos. Oh, uh, that's I also the song. Heavy that's the song. Booty? It's called Booty, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I didn't prefer it. And then Heavy Camp with Travis Scott. I liked because I'm a Travis Scott fan. I give this a 1.5 out of 5. It's kind of all I gotta say. Do you remember this song, Bills? I've never heard the song before, but it's it's I a like great that. song. <laughs> it sure is a great song. Uh oh man. So let's get into the no, second hold on. album. You no? mentioned B Miller because did any of you listen? Are we going to, to B Miller first? Yeah, because yeah, I've listened to B Miller. I love okay, B Miller. I didn't listen to it. I listen to this too. All right, so you guys can talk this about good that stuff. real fast. B Miller. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. I've been a fan of B Miller since her last album, um, which was 2015, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one sounds. It was a good album. It was like very teen poppy, um, which she was a teen. She's only like 18 uh, mm. or 19. So she's pretty young. Uh, and that one was like very, uh, it was very, rem- it was very indicative that she was what age she was. And yeah. then this one, I was like, oh, she's grown. Uh, I really like it. It's like a definite evolution from the teen. What are you laughing at? Oh, she's an adult now. <laughs> like, oh, she's a, she's she's grown up. She, she if you listen up. to it, it's like, whoa. Well, strap me up. I have to she's listen to her up. past. Do you recommend listening to her past stuff? Because if, like, if not, I enjoyed this album like, if you a like, lot. This one it deals with a lot more adult themes nah, than the last one. She was a kid back then, but she adult now, so let's she, do it. She grown. She grown. <laughs> strap me up. Tie my laces. No, let's go. Never, never mind. <laughs> Uh, it's like, I would recommend if you like pop and just understand that it's not going to touch on the adult themes that this one did. Gotcha. Um, okay. I liked it. It's still a, it's got good songs on it. Really solid album. This one I liked even more than that. I think she's had a really good evolution. I think so too. This is like taking on that um, that trend of like EDM pop, mm-hmm. really light EDM pop. But like I'm a super huge fan of it. And this yeah, yeah this was like executed would perfectly. She's got like, what? Would you say it sounds like she just turned 18 and she had her first cigarette? No. 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 Not, not at all. It, not no. in that sense. I was at all. definitely like, wow. Here's the thing. You you get to the first song and I'm like, oh, that's a really good opening song. Really unique. I liked. It reminded me of um, Centuries because there's the whole do do do. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It did. Uh, she got. She like immediately demonstrates her vocal ability. Great. Burning Bridges, she does the same thing. There's some like electronic tweaking. <sighs> I, some that, of that. I think that was one of the songs I didn't like because it had that London Bridges falling down. That was kind of weird, but I was like, all I could think of was that nursery rhyme or whatever it is called. Yeah. Oh, I thought see, you were talking about the Fergie see, song. No. Mother Love happens, and I'm like, Mother Love is so good. I was like, oh, that was she's all grown up like, now. <laughs> holy shit. Uh, Crash and Burn was really good. Yeah. Um, I thought board was good, repercussions was I, okay, I and said, then outside was good. And like that. I like I liked a lot of these. I like warmer a lot. I liked um the to the grave. That was really good. You have the um the rap yep, uh, with feature Mike Stud, on there, which, um, which was refreshingly okay. uh, refreshingly unique to the album, I thought, because the rest was just pop and they have that on there. And I'm like, okay. Interesting closeout. Um you have like you have the uh, with I can't breathe. You have like the slow piano song that's necessary for like every single pop album nowadays. Like that, uh, yeah. Which is like yeah. she just yeah. Uh, it's really really good. I don't think there to me. You didn't like Burning Bridges. To me, I didn't think there was a skippable on here. For me personally, I thought it was all really strong. Um, that's I fair. Think she kills it on every song. I'm not gonna say I didn't like Burning Bridges. Yeah. It just like got in the way of itself for me because I all I could think of was that stupid nursery rhyme. Yeah. 
That's fair. Uh, but yeah, it's like about love and empowerment, and I just really, really liked it a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. I give it like a three and a half, half to four out of five. I really liked it. And uh, I looked it up, looked her up, and I guess she's like from the X Factor. I didn't know that. Yeah, so she was she came in like ninth on the X Factor, but was popular like with mm-hmm. her fans, and that's kind of how her career. Yeah, she's started. got a pretty diehard fan base. She really, and this is the thing is that this is composed of three EPs she did. Um, wow. And some okay. like they were they were short and they were like themed uh, EPs. That were this isn't her debut, obviously. She yeah. Had, okay. Um, but this one had like some tracks from all that stuff on there. I, cool. I really liked it. Highly recommend. I'd give it higher than that. I'd probably say four. Four and a half for me. I really enjoyed it a whole lot. If you want something I would listen, listen to, to again for sure. Yeah, yeah, I would too. If you want to listen to like where the state of pop is slash going into, like, or at least like what the not under you can't even call it underground pop, but yeah. like the next trend pop. Yeah. This is it right and here. Here's the thing. You can and say it's, it's good. Like, yeah, I was gonna say this is like the best of it to mm-hmm. me. This isn't like something that's gonna go with the flow to me. It's like I think it's gonna stand out. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. So yeah. Um now we're gonna get into day sixty nine by six nine aka Takashi six, six nine. nine yeah. <sighs> this album made me want to fight people. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that <laughs> literally all this album made me do. It made me want to fight someone. It made me want to go. Man, I gotta say, <laughs> listening made... to this before I listen or after I listened to Vance Joy was like. <laughs> <laughs> it killed me. It made me want to fight the first person I. <laughs> first of all, this he sounds to me. I was like, this sounds like an even angrier DMX. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's a good. He's so mad on it, like it makes me want to see the first person in the hallway <laughs> and just say, "You let's, let's fight, man!" Like uh, and trying to fight. Like, yeah, the opener, Billy, like really sets the tone. It's like screaming, and he's like talking about some raunchy stuff and I was like oh okay that's what I'm getting into yeah and honestly this scene when I I looked at pictures of him because I was like what is this album art I'm like <laughs> is he a joke is no. he for real what it's is this serious. rainbow hair rainbow teeth yeah 69 tattooed like a hundred times on, on his, his body head. it's yeah. on his face I was like what how committed are you? When are you? Does that guy live into 50? What's he going to look like that? Like, I'm normally not someone that's like, come on, tattoos? Yeah. But like, what is that about? Okay, so. He's really committed to the 69. <laughs> here's just, okay, here's the whole Takashi 69, or now he's just 69. Uh, he is, he's a very, like, he's a, He's just always shouting. Like, like, like he's, he's scream rap. Like the whole yeah, time. That's, that's if that's a thing, that's him. No, that's what it's like said. underground. Yeah. This is genius called with scream rap. And I was going to say, what do you guys think? Of, who else is doing this? Anybody? No. What this do you think it. of it? Nah. I, okay. Nothing I know of. It just I mean, makes like, me want to fight someone. It's that type of like t- XXX. XXX he's is sort like of dabbled in this. Rap, yeah. XXX is like, I'm sad. And other but than he's him. Dabbled. Yeah, he has dabbled. Other than him, I don't even like. If you if you're talking about the whole SoundCloud rap movement, like even these guys don't have any of this type of music, really. No, like Smoke Perp and, and Ski Mask yeah, and all of those I guys. I call because okay, I call like what X does is like grunge rap. Like I'm sad, but yeah. like I wanna. But sometimes you got like a scream. Yeah. Like but this like, was look like, at me was. But this is like I want like this. I want to yeah. fight. Like I want to fight you. What do you think? Of fight to the death. A Fetty Wap. <laughs> He's oh, back. Kiki? Uh, yeah. Kiki, yeah. Uh, Kiki, yeah. I think of Fetty Wap being back. I don't know what else he's done since oh, he's he I'm he sure he's had, had features. A, yeah, but. he's had... Uh, well, okay. Okay, let's, let's not say it's because Fetty Wap didn't fall off on his own. Yeah, okay. He fell off because of his label. 
Because Fetty Wap used to do this thing where he'd drop like a hundred songs and like five of them would like mm-hmm. blow up. So then those would go on the album, but then he got signed, so he can't drop a hundred <laughs> songs anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's why he fell off because his label. But I, I mean, let me hold on. Like, here's the thing about this album as a whole. Is oh, that, I did like Kiki. I don't know why I like Kiki. I just want to fight I, someone. I said it was good. It was. It really got you going. Yes, You're like, like all his music makes me want to go either work out, run up some stairs. Or go box someone. That's what I said. I said, I don't hate this. Same with Five Seconds of Summer. I said, I don't hate this, and I kind of hate that I don't hate it. Yeah. His flow isn't bad. The screaming really didn't turn me off to it. <laughs> if anything, it sold me even more on the style that he was going for. What about... And then I just have to take the lyrics at, like, face value. <laughs> what about... That's, that's my issue, is that I'm okay with the sound. The sound's really addicting. That's what got me into, like, SoundCloud rap in the first yeah. place was the grunginess and, like, the, the terrible amazingness of it but the lyrical content is what drives me away because he literally says like (laughs) the first song over and over again first of all he has probably said the n word a hundred times it's like the end of every line I'm like wow okay and it's like uh, this dude's talking about sex literally I think in every verse he's had on this album he's just talking about sex that first song I was like this is filthy like dragging nuts and like Bad stuff, and, and it's just the, like it's pretty. It's pretty intense. I know where his background is and everything, but man, dude, like that's oh, what's about dr- the that, case. Yeah. Ooh, what's the yeah? Case? That's right. So right now, that's what makes me really not want to get into is, Um, so back when he was like six, sixteen, seventeen, they, as what he described happened was, this girl said that she was like. 18 or 19 or 20 mm-hmm. and they had her over at a party and like his friends like one of his friends ended up sleeping with her mm-hmm. but they were like you know they were doing like the typical like oh look at us we got the girls with us and all that yeah and she was like talking like she was 18 and like so he ended up sleeping with her it turns out she wasn't 18 like she was underage okay so he got from what he said i don't know what to believe in this because it's like currently happening but what he got charged for it, but he didn't. He only got charged because he was there. Okay. When it happened. Okay. And so basically, what happened is, the courts at this point told him that the only way he won't go to jail is if he gets his GED, which is why he was <laughs> on his uh, Instagram talking about who want to teach me how, <laughs> who want to help me out with my GED. <laughs> so, <laughs> So that's so bad. That's the basically like he was joking, but that's basically what he's going through right now. Like with this thing, like he's basically okay. beat it, but it's like they want him to get his GED and like show that he's actually doing something okay. with his life. But and also, in if we're talking about current events, he also uh, like minutes ago yeah. before we started the podcast, he got not arrested, but he basically got arrested in his released. video shoot for his for Billy, and then got released like. 15 minutes after yeah. that because he did not have a permit for shooting the music video, which you need to have in New York <laughs> of all places. And then, okay, so I'm going to ask you how you felt about the the biggest song on this album for him, which was Gummo. I didn't, it was not my favorite. It would def- That's under, his biggest song It was song his biggest right song, now. definitely was not my favorite. That song went. I liked Rondo, I liked Kiki, Billy was all right. Don't tell me you didn't like Chocolate. I love chocolate. I don't know why. I thought it was weird. It was you don't de- want it's... no smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. I don't know why. Like that was, and then what was? Is it? Was it ninety three that 
That one, 93 sounds like it's got he's a busted like, bass. Hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him. And I was like, and I was like, I don't know why this, I, like, why do I like this? And I also want to say, They don't folks, want none. How do you feel about uh, Scum scum Gang? <laughs> I had no idea what he was saying. I had to go look it up. That's, uh, and it means, it's just a gang. stands for, it's, society it's gang, can't understand yeah. me. And I was like, yeah, no crap, dude. Do I see the way you look? Well, okay. <laughs> and what you're doing? And what you're yelling. Yeah. yeah. He, right now, he has a high-profile beef right now with uh, Trippy Red. Yeah. Because Trippy Red says he doesn't rock with uh, over the case that uh, Takashi 69 has it going down. But the kind of ironic thing is him and Trippy Red are signed to the same label. <laughs> And, like, it's not a big label. Like, it's a small label with just basically those two. Yeah. So it's weird. And they did music together in the past, but, like, and now they have a weird, like, their beef is weird because, like, Trippy Red threw up his, like, he put this album on his on his Instagram page telling people, like, it's listen to it. Uh, he's, he's way ahead in the beef game. He's promoting but, his enemies. But it, it's weird because, like, Trippy Red claimed that he gets a piece of like all of t- like of all his six nine stuff, which I don't know. I mean, if you do, like, I mean, salute to you, my guy. I mean, that's a big check off of Gummo, but I mean, no, three of his songs blew up though. It was Gummo blew up, Kiki blew up, and I think Kuda blew up. Yeah, those are his three songs. Those are his three biggest songs right now, because he's like three for three until this album came out. It's a hot seller. I will say this. He's supposed to sell 60K. He wants to sell 69. <laughs> That's what he said. He's, he's gotcha. Wonder why. They wanted to, he's trying to get his fans to push him to 69 sales. But it's short. It's 11 songs. It's only 27 yeah. minutes. Yeah. It was a breeze to get through. That was probably one of the best parts about it. I mean, yeah. Like, I'm like that's little, because it's really it also kind of shows that <laughs> that's kind of where his talents lie. Is that you can't do much more than that. Well, yeah. Let me tell you. I was something, like, it's though. digestible. I don't want Andy to get screamed at any more than 27 minutes. Let me tell you something. When I first I went on this album, I always scroll down a track list and like to see how long it's gonna be. And I was like, 11 songs. And it was 27 minutes. I was like, whoa, what? And then I went through. It, I'm like, all right, this is really quick. <laughs> and then it was awesome thing because I've heard most of the. I've heard like the three big songs, but dude. He just gets me. He just gets you going for some reason. Like I want to fight someone. Like I wanted to screw up with the first person I saw. <laughs> so I don't. I'm just gonna give this. I'm gonna give this album a a three. Wow. wow. I'm gonna give it a three. Mirror scale. Just because like I just want to like. It's not a to me. It wasn't bad, and like I would listen to it if I'm at the gym okay. or if I'm like trying to run up some stairs. Like determining like determination wise. But yeah, I'd give it a two, probably maybe one and a half. I wouldn't listen to it again, but I didn't hate listening to it. Surprisingly, if I'm about to fight someone, I'm playing this. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, if I gotta get myself pumped up for a beef, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> people iffy. And then, and then you look at the album and you're like, oh, never mind. I can't even speak. <laughs> people iffy. Uh, guns real stiffy. <laughs> Blinky uh, got the stiffy. Uh, that is my favorite quote. Blinky got the stiffy. Uh. <laughs> What what did you think, Grant? What? I'm giving it a one and a half out of five. Okay. I liked the sounds. It's something I can vibe with. I I hate him as a person. That's fair. That's, that's fair. That's where I'm at. I I, te- I tend you might hate me for this, but I tend when I'm casually listening to music to just like totally 
I shouldn't say totally, but like largely ignore the lyrics or like incredibly just take them that, what I, they are instead of looking at meanings and whatever they're saying really. It so it makes this album way easier to listen to. It depends on who. For me, it depends well, on. Well, there's who no it depth is. to this album. Either. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't have to hear. A, I don't have guy. to like listen to him talking about, you know, the stuff that he talks about. I can just hear him yelling, and I'm like, this sounds good. But the flow is okay. When it's like something like in this, this isn't falling mumble, but like if it falls like a like an artist like this, if it's like a Kendrick Drake or a J Cole, I'm gonna listen. Like mm-hmm. that's when you have to do the whole. Let me listen to this song like eight times to see who's Drake to talking really about in this. Yeah. Like, like that's when you do it for that. But if it's like an artist like this, no, mm-hmm. no. Unless you want to just know the words. Mm-hmm. If you're in the club and you want to yell at someone, <laughs> angrily point at them. <laughs> then yeah. But yeah, that's how I feel about this album. All right, fair enough. Good. That um, brings us to the last new release album. <sighs> the indie movie album. Vance the, Joy's yeah. Nation hey, of hey, Two. Before you start... Calling shots. Yeah, this was a good album, don't you? No, think? it's a good album, okay. but I can hear this in every indie movie. I'm not gonna say you're wrong, but like, is this. A, yeah. is, but this is really like this is a really good album because Nation of Two, Vance Joy. I've never like other than the Saturday Sun, like what I heard with like because yeah, this. Yeah. But like this is a really good like all of love songs. I, guess. I was gonna say Vance Joy just makes me feel and like I'm in love. Yeah, like it just yeah. made me want to like be like. Just propose to someone for no reason. It's kind of weird because like I listened to this after t- uh, six nine, so I would have. That. <laughs> that's a real big. Downer. So I would have beat the person up and then gave him a hug afterwards. Like that's what it made me feel like. I feel like that's our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like it just felt really like it felt like it felt homely. Like it felt like you just it felt like a warm hug. Yeah, it felt like you're about to get engaged. Like you're you're you got the ring. You're about to propose. Like, I I love this album. I I, I couldn't stop smiling. I love my probably my favorite one. I really like Lay It On Me a whole lot. He, this he really I mentioned this I think when we were talking about Saturday Sun is that the, um, Dream Your Life Away, which is his first album, mm-hmm. uh, it was very much pretty much solely acoustic. There wasn't a lot of percussion, if any. This yeah. album has an ensemble like Dream Your Absolutely, uh, like Lay yeah. It On Me has like horns and you know every song has like. I shouldn't say every song, but a lot of the songs he was like throwing in more stuff than just his guitars, yeah. ukulele. And it, I was like, wow, this actually really works. This is Vance Joy going with like a lot of what India is now, but it's like Vance Joy doing it, so it's that much better. Yeah, I I think he did have some of those sounds um, on his last album. Was was his last album that? What you just said, Dream Your Life Away. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he did have some of those. Uh, sounds, but definitely not as pronounced as they are on this yeah. album, and not as good sounding either. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, like I said, really, really like Late on Me. I love Saturday Sun. I really oh, like Light Gold. So uh, Little Boys, really, really good. They're all mm-hmm. so, so yeah. good. Uh, I, uh, I really like echo everything you just said. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I got no other things to say. Yeah. But, uh, so I, for me, since I like Late on Me and all those ones, that's like the first half of the album was like upbeat and then that second half he kind of like, or he like hits a point and then he just starts going like way, it's way more uh, like contained. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like Late on Me, it's like you have the the bombastic yeah, like the wild it, yeah. it's and you're like I yeah. just want to dance yep. and I, it's amazing and yeah and then the second half is definitely more like you said reserved contained yeah. and it works it, it's a good duality I like, there. I, I like I feel the like quick... it rep- it's I don't know if he did this on purpose but it almost feels like it represents like a relationship how you start off in that phase of Maybe. like of like, of like uh, oh honeymoon phase honeymoon phase yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. then it slowly kind of dies out but you still like love the person yeah like you know? yeah like when you start to get used to each other like after a while like the honeymoon phase everybody's like oh man we're so in love and then like 
you get to use to them for a while, and then you're like, all right. You know, and I definitely could see this because yeah, at the end, the where we start, uh, the last song is literally just acoustics and him, and it's like beautiful. So yeah. I, I can totally see. Yeah, that. It, like it's like one of those like, yeah, we're together, and then like it doesn't go. You don't get back to the honeymoon stage till like you get married, but like, yeah, yeah, it's just like, yeah, we're to, like like when you're in a relationship for a long time, you've been together for like kids. If you haven't been together for like longer than a year. You get to the well, not longer than a year, longer than six months or five months. Okay. You get to that point where you're like, oh, okay, like, yeah, we 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 see each other a lot. Yeah. This is good. I mean, yeah, I care for you a lot, but it's not like at that start where you're like, oh my god, like I'm gonna marry this person. I'm gonna marry this person. I love this person. Yeah. Ah, like yeah, it's yeah. I guess it depends it's on who you are. It's how me though. and Tom are, you know. Like we're past the honeymoon off. phase. Yeah, like, yeah. Which is weird because he when throws... you get to that first big fight. The, the middle means. song, Light Gold, is like a breakup song. Yeah, it's the first big fight. Yeah. the Light Gold is like that first big like, fight in a relationship. Oh, that's the way it was, but oh, well, it's in the past now. Yeah. We'll like keep it, going. It's one of those where you're like, oh, it's over for a little bit, and then you guys are like, you're back together like a, a week later. Like, she yeah. just gets over it. It's a very interesting album. Like it's yeah. he's not one dimensional. It's, like uh, yeah. it's not just all Riptide. This is you know, me and Tom's, which I, I mean, Riptide's like my all time favorite yeah. song. We were so. a honeymoon phase, and then like Light Gold is like our first big argument, and then it's like, oh, we're cool though. We're just used to each other. We we getting married. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> we're in it for the long run. But, hey, it's legal now, Amir. Actually, I wanted to ask you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. But uh, uh, I like how it's like I like the 45 minute thing too. I like how there's like, exactly like 45. Yeah, it's 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like that too. That 45 minutes, they're not doing like. Here's something I'm seeing that alternative artists are doing that rap artists are not. Like they're only keeping it like really slow. Like they know when to end. They're not trying to really try to. It's not an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, they're not trying to. They're not trying to cheat the system. Like they're just like Yeah. They, I I would mostly agree with you. I think I people like, like bleachers sometimes yeah. tend to go off. Like I thought uh Gone Now was slightly over what it should have been. And some just to pick on, I guess, bleachers, mm-hmm. but stuff but like that. It's probably but definitely it's, a serious it's saying. probably because like I don't know. They they probably know that since they're so I can't even say since they're so big because like rap is the biggest genre right now, but I don't know. It's just I just like the quick feel of stuff like this. Yeah. I want to ask you, as someone that listened to um, Dream Your Life Away, do you think this is an improvement? You know, I don't know because I feel like Dream Your Life Away was definitely, uh, had the element of a lightning in the bottle where it was like this sound is familiar, but it's never done that way before with his like Vance Joy's got such a unique voice and Combine yeah. that with his, you know, his yeah. like ukulele skills. It's like this amazing combination. I think he struck gold <laughs> twice. Like yeah. personally, I, I do too. I. It'll take some time. It's it's really hard to compare, especially when it's so fresh. Um, it takes some time to ruminate on it. But as of right now, I think that is a stronger, stronger work. Yeah, I don't know I if do, he necessarily I, evolved I, as much as like a artist yeah, musically but fair. it's not a bad thing you know and I'm 100% in the boat with you like Riptide that's my favorite song like it has been for a long time yeah same here and uh, it doesn't have I don't know I really like Lay It On Me but I don't want to say it's Riptide because Riptide is such a it is what it is Riptide's like it's own thing like, but it's like I really have been liking Lay It On Me a whole lot Laying on me was. I, I don't I know think, why that one stood out to me more than any of the other ones, but it really did. Well, so you did you listen? You listen to Dream Your Life Away, so yes. you know uh, Mess is mine. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought 
that Mrs. Mine and Riptide are still my all times over every anything on this album. I really but, that last song so good. Maybe we'll talk about that sometime. Yeah, Fire, maybe Fire we'll. in the Flood super super good. Yep, Georgia's yep, super yep, yep. super good. It's 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 a phenomenal album. Well, what do you? I what, think he's two for two right now. What's our what's our numbers? What, what's I, five, for me, I'm giving this a five. I really really like this album. Dang. Uh, I was gonna say I haven't seen any reviews on this album so far. I don't know if it's gonna get any reviews, so we'll have to see. Which maybe. is interesting because. Spotify right now, he's got 11 million monthly listeners. That's he's got a, that's he's got a crowd behind at. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I give it a four to four and a half out of five. Same. I don't know. I'm way more willing to like just throw out the throw five. Throw five. Yeah. I'm I've, gonna, done, I've done it several I'm times. Hold on. Now. I'm gonna hold on to my five so it yeah, means more. I'm conservative yeah. on that. I think that over time it might go down, but like I, I feel a lot of music in the moment, and I'm like, yep, right yeah, now. That's that's it. It and is. then you go back to it, and you're like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's still exactly. there. I'm gonna give it a four. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Yeah. I'll take cool. that. Well, yeah. Awesome. That was it for this week. Um, now we're gonna jump into our classic. And it's a personal classic that I brought in this time. I would argue this could be. It's not as classic as some, but I'd say it's more classic than at least yeah. my album that I brought in. I was going to say... My, and no offense to Amir, but it might be more classic than his album that he's going to bring in. Oh, yeah. No, I know because... This is an iconic album, at least for... For... It, well, okay, quick thing. The album I'm bringing in came out, like, last year, so it had, like, really last year, yeah. like November. But this song, this album... I haven't even said it yet. I know, but I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna put some spice out there, folks. The first four songs, I don't even I don't even listen to this group, but I knew the first four songs and I didn't know how I knew them. The first one I knew how I knew it. Yeah. But the other like like the first five actually, I don't know how I know those songs. All right, Grant, how about you introduce us? All right, you, so let's take it. a deep dive on Imagine Dragons Night Visions. Well, Amir munches on some Doritos and Ty, or, uh, Tom, you know, nods like Sponsor me, Doritos. I was watching Amir's <laughs> audio lines that whole time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, my, my pick was Imagine Dragons and Night Visions. This is what kind of got me, I don't know, into indie as a whole and really, like, influenced, I think, a lot of my music taste. And I'm not going to say it changed my life. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it had, I think it had a big influence because, yeah, this Imagine Dragons was, like, one of my first big things ever. Uh, so to give a little bit of background on just the band as a whole, because um, this is a, their debut album, um, the band formed in 08 in Las Vegas, and then this is some information from like Wikipedia and other sources. Um, in 2008, uh, Dan Reynolds, who's the lead singer, um, he met Andrew Tolman at Brigham Young University. Yeah, they're, they're all both Mormons. Students. Or two of them are Mormons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so they were together. Uh, they added Andrew Beck, Dave Lemke, and Aurora Florence to play guitar, bass, and piano, respectively. Um, and then that year, they all five of them released an EP called Speak to Me. Um, and they continued onwards, picking up a guy named Wayne Sermon. You might Have you seen pictures of the band? Wayne Sermon is the guy with the super long yep, hair. Yep, yep. Straight up badass on the guitar. Like, yep. Ah, oh, I love that guy. Uh, anyways, so what a name too, Wayne. Yeah, Wayne Sermon. Like, yeah, he he, he was actually um, from the Berkeley College of Music. He was actually like a fully musically trained person. Oh, really? Yep. I did not know that. <clears throat> Which is awesome. And so uh, Andrew Tolman recruited his wife, Brittany Tolman, later on to play like a backup on keys and uh, sing and all sorts of stuff. Uh, Lemke actually left after subsequently, and Sermon. 
brought in another guy, Ben McKee, who joined as the bassist, and that was their lineup. So it was the main four um, of Dan Reynolds, Wayne Sermon, Ben McKee, and Daniel Platzman. Um, and that's kind of Imagine Dragons. Uh, and so they dropped four EPs, uh, Imagine Dragons in 2008, Hell in Silence in 2009, It's Time in 2011, and they continued Silence in 2012 before they released Night Visions, which was released in September of 2012. Uh, they finished the recording of it in the summer of 2012 in Palm Casino Resort, and they released it on the day after Labor Day. It peaked at number two on the Billboard 200 chart with first week sales in excess of nearly 83,000 copies, which is insane for this band that was, I mean, relatively like unknown, I yeah, felt yeah. like, uh, compared to what their success was going to be later on. Um, and their highest charting, it was the highest charting uh, debut for a debut rock album since 2006. What was that? Do you know what it was in 2006? I don't, okay. no. And that's another thing, too, the, the fact that this was... Maybe that's something we'll get into another time, but Imagine Dragons being labeled as rock versus labeled, yeah. you know, other things, which I don't know if that was the correct labeling of them because they're kind of all over the place. They are certainly evolved. Foundationally rock, I would say. Yeah. But I was going to certainly they've gone further away from that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then also, uh, although it was released in 2012, uh, its sales were bolstered in the summer after when Radioactive, of course, hit the air. And it was... Uh, on the a Hot 100 for 87 weeks, which is insane. It set a new record at the time. It, the album, it, so it's just albums, you have to educate me on this. Do albums work in the same way? So like with a single, you, you have a hot single, you put that on the album, that goes towards the album sales or streams or whatever, right? That's what you said. Yeah. Does it work the same way then? So if it, it's, it will stay in the charts. So this has Radioactive, which was their hit. Still a hit. Yeah. Um. Do you think if that song specifically is super high, that carries the whole album up as well? No, that I don't know. The whole album is, this is still a, kind of pre-streaming age. Oh, gotcha. Please, nowadays it does <laughs> because Drake did that with uh, Hotline Bling. Yeah. That carried um, views to a million records sold, and that made that number one. So it like that helps. A lot, even if it wasn't like Amir was saying, a lot of these songs people just know because yeah, they're huge, they're songs. iconic. Yes. Um, so yeah, after that, um, also something notable about Imagine Dragons, which is kind of in the the middle of all this data, is that their name, Imagine Dragons, is supposed to be an anagram for a phrase that only they know, and they've never revealed it or anything at all. Anagram. It's been this huge like conspiracy. Anagrams when you switch the letters up, yeah, something different. So it's supposed to spell something else out. And no one knows what it is. Interesting. So I, that was interesting. They never revealed it. Same thing with Maroon Five. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They won't reveal what that means. Oh, you mean like the name though? They just won't reveal the the meaning behind it. Yeah, they won't. And it, like they won't reveal how they got the name. Gotcha. They just because they said it's stupid, so they don't want people <laughs> to know how. That's fair. They built they build up the mythos around it ourselves, and then it's so, probably better than what it actually is. I'm gonna jump into the track list. Does anyone have any thoughts before I do that? Nope, I'll, I'll, I'll have thoughts afterwards. Okay. Uh, so first off is Radioactive. Uh, it's the song about waking up from a revolution. I'm sure if you're in music, into music at all, you've heard this song. Even if you're not, I don't know how you wouldn't have. I Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I needed to dig deep into this lyrically. Um, it's about waking up in this revolutionary apocalypse. Um, and it's kind of representing like a chapter, a new chapter in the person's life. Uh, the narrator's life, you could say. 
Um, and in an interview with Rolling Stone, Dan said that it's basically a song about his struggle with anxiety and depression. Um, it's about becoming self-empowered and rising above that. He wanted to write a masculine or primal song about conjuring and rising above human weakness. Uh, Alex, who's Alex the Kid, who's the main producer from um, their label, mm-hmm. um, he really helped on it, and it has a dubstep vibe to it, obviously. We tried to do something like that, and it wouldn't be heavy enough. Alex can come in and say, let's add this distortion, and then suddenly it just works, which I think Alex is one of the most influential people of this entire band well, ever. Quick question. Did they ever explain why they had puppets for the music video? No. All right. The thing about Radioactive... I, which, yeah, that's a good question, because I don't know. Don't the, know. The thing about Radioactive, too, is that Maybe you would disagree, but I think it sounds so different from all the other tracks on this album. It's definitely different sonically, yeah. yeah. Like, all of these tracks at least have some sort of, like, electronic vibe to it. But yeah, yeah. this it's this is, like, what AWOL Nation's sale is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely. just totally different from the rest of the album sound. Exactly. I was thinking in my head, too. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely just a huge... <laughs> Song that yeah I don't even know if it fits on here but it does at the same time, um, so then after that comes tiptoe, I love this song it's kind of about being an underdog letting go of your roots. What about um, underdog then? Underdog is actually a later song to come <laughs> up yes which references this song, uh, it's about just right reaching for your goals and it's a very different song from the you know the initial radioactive. Oh yeah. Um, and then it goes on to of course like probably their all time hit if besides radioactive is it's time. Um, and Reynolds said of this song, it's a song he wrote at a low point in his life. He started it as a poem that turned into a melody, and then he recorded it on a computer. It was a song that he coped with, and it, to hear it on the radio is extremely baffling. Uh, he was dealing with depression when writing it. And, it's a, which um, is a theme that he's dealt with through like all their albums so far. Yeah, it was a huge factor in, in the songwriting and throughout this album and their sophomore album as well. Um, and he's kind of saying in this song, like he's never going to change after something majors happened. And it's like a, both a good thing and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and how he won't change from stardom. And then you move on to demons another uh, song that actually reached the charts. Oh yeah. Um, so this song is kind of self-explanatory too. It's about having demons and that you shouldn't get scared away. If someone has demons, mm-hmm. everyone has them. Um, kind of continuing the theme of radioactive yeah, in a way, yeah. in that like it's still kind of apocalyptic. Um, and then goes on to on top of the world, which this, is what did this, you I was gonna say. This is always one that I used to think before I like started listening to Imagine Dragons. I always mix it up with American authors. Yeah, with it's their not, uh live uh uh best day of my life. Best day of my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always mix those songs up. That's fair because these two sound really, really close in sound. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, on top of the world is just about having a good time, being being positive, and like continuing to just I don't know, keep keep on going at it. Um, and I really liked this song for a long time too. Still do. And then it goes on to kind of the lesser of their album. Um, I think I still think none of these are skippable, but um, you go into Amsterdam um, where he's acknowledging letting down his family and friends in the past, saying how patience is a virtue. Um, then I'll move on to well, Hear Me. Well, actually one second. Yeah. I'd say Amsterdam is the first song on the album, if you kind of ignore Radioactive because that's like su- super removed from everything else. Mm-hmm. Like the f- other songs in there, despite like their content, are still pretty upbeat and yeah, this is like one of the first songs that kind of and just this kind isn't. of brings it down, and, and it's kind of uh, that's a good point. I wouldn't say it continues it because later songs definitely have more um, energy to them. So, say, bleeding out's the worst in terms of like this sounds really depressing. 
Yeah, yeah. So but I'd say like this is like this. So radioactive is different from everything else. Then you have like those first songs, which kind of you can hear. You hear the connection. I'm talking <laughs> with my hands, Amir. Uh, but then this one, I think, is is the first one since that to kind of like depart to a different kind of sound for the for rest sure. of the album. Even though it sounds different from the rest, I think the rest, like you were saying, it kind of these songs are kind of connected the same way that like the first half is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so that is that Amsterdam, and then you go on to Hear Me. Um, this is like the halfway point, and it's pretty much the most rockish song on the album for me. I thought. Um, yeah, I would agree. Very just about social anxiety, how, and throughout this entire album, it's a big thing between Dan, I guess, and he had a relationship that was super unhealthy that she was not doing anything for the relationship. A lot of these songs pull away from the feelings that he had about mm-hmm. that relationship. Um, this was probably the one of the biggest ones that took on that. Um, and then Every Night comes on uh, after that. Again, he was saying how he'll be devoted every every night, every night, every night. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> kind of the same as Hear Me. Uh, and then moves into Bleeding Out, which I really loved this song. This is my favorite song on the album. Yeah. It, he's he's taking the pain and suffering from another person saying he's bleeding out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's plain and simple. And he, um, chills. he is saying that the bear, he's bearing the pain of life so someone else can live better, which is, I think, pretty cool. Uh, and he's saying how um, I'll bear my skin and count my sins and close my eyes and drink it in. And it's kind of like there's this pride and taking all this in so you can live a better life, mm-hmm. which is cool. Uh, then it was on to Underdog, which is obviously kind of exactly what it's about, being an underdog. But it's more so about, like, the band and their beginnings and their the Mormon roots. Um, when he's talking, like, about father uh, and referencing some religious views, obviously it's relating to Mormonism. Oh, yeah. he's Which is something that he – because he is one of the more public Mormons. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, there's, like, Mitt Romney, but – um, he's one of the more public Mormons and something that he's dealt with a lot with his fans too because it's actually an interesting story that I heard about one of their songs I don't remember what one was appeared on Glee and obviously Glee has a pretty diverse um, cast of characters yeah. um, and then people were writing into the show afterwards and being insa- or writing into them uh, saying stuff like I really love you but it's like it's hard to know it's hard to support you when your views don't line up with mine mm-hmm. because they're Mormons Yeah, and then so and like that caused uh, that caused him to have like this. What's the main guy's name again? Dan Dan Reynolds. Reynolds. I was like, I couldn't remember if it was Platts or not. Um, but Reynolds, yeah, like had this. It caused him to have like this big um, depression. Uh, it had epiphany, kind of, oh. yeah. where he never he never thought about how what his views would have on people that support that like his fans, and so he's like a huge huge LGBTQ plus like proponent now. Like before he like he, it, that event singularly caused him to have like this huge thing where he didn't want to be he wanted and a lot of um, religious people don't necessarily stand hardline in their beliefs anyways in terms of following them to a strict code and like I think this caused him to realize like that he needs to kind of like switch it up and show people that it's not what he's not what they think he is and yeah like, absolutely yeah. Uh, then we move on to nothing left to say slash rocks uh, the song was actually split up into two because the label Limited the band to eleven songs I was on the say, album. I was wondering why they kept this as one really long song. So it's it's the first half is nothing left to say. Very intense. Uh, this is like the, our relationship is done. There's nothing else to say. Yeah. And then rocks comes on, which is such a happy song. <laughs> it really is. Like it's about throwing rocks at a window and and starting anew. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's kind of about like getting back up off your feet after. Um, 
And then eventually, I guess, so a 12th song did get added. Uh, so I don't know if that piece about being limited is true or not, or mm-hmm. if it got but or moved. But um, on the original Night Visions album, Cha-Ching, Till We Grow Older is on there, but it also appears on the deluxe. So I don't know if it came over from the deluxe under the original or what happened. But either way, Cha-Ching is on there, and it's kind of a totally different song from the rest of the album. It's about, like, working and making money and we're going to be okay. We're going to be doing as we're told, but it's going to be okay. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my overall thoughts were just, yeah, this, this song is like, yeah. or this album yeah. is, is a blend of genres, yeah. like nothing else. And it reminded me a lot of like AWOL Nation. I was getting into them as, at the time as well. And it was like electronic rock with a ton of other different influences. Um, lyrics aren't super deep, but it doesn't take away from, from the fact that the production on this album is amazing in every way. So this is a 5 out of 5. Yeah. And here's the thing is that this album, the non-deluxe version, is really good. But then you go to the, maybe it's just me, you go to the deluxe version, and then the five, yeah, five extra songs they added are all super good, too. I thought they were a step down, honestly. I think they, all of they them are. That's why they were B-side cut. But I really like America. I like Round and Round. I like My Fall. Those are all super good. I I think. Um, I I, I yeah, agree that I they like are them. a step down, but I don't definitely liked them. I, I I concur with your with your views. I really this was. Uh, here's the thing: is like this album also, like we said earlier, it kind of has. It sounds a lot different from Smoke and Mirrors, which is their second album, and then Evolve, which is their third album. It sounds radically different when you compare, maybe not radically, but it sounds pretty it's different a big when you change, compare yeah. Evolve to this one. And I, it's, I don't know, it's really, really strong throughout. It's, there's, uh, no, no, no skippable. My favorite part of the album is definitely, obviously their biggest songs are Radioactive, It's Tiptoe, It's Time, all that stuff at the very beginning. I think Radioactive kind of has less of a punch for me now that I've heard it like a billion <laughs> a times. Um, but I, I think my favorite part is when they do that switch. And so when you hit like hear me and every night and bleeding out and then like nothing left to say, that's my, that's where I've really, really liked the album, which also sounds way different from their other stuff. Sm- sounds similar to smoke and mirrors. Mm. Um, in a ways. Yeah. Just because of how introspective it all is. But yeah, definitely one of my favorite albums. I'm a really big fan of Imagine Dragons as well. Yeah. Super big fan. So, um, when I listen to it, I will say like there, this is a really good album. They, I did not remember, like, I don't know, like I said earlier, I don't know how I remember, like, those first five songs. Like, I don't, I never went out of my way to find Imagine Jackson's. They did a great Grammys performance with Kendrick, I remember that, but. Uh, that's one thing I wanted to say, actually, is that, have you heard the radioactive version with Kendrick? It's really I, good. I listened, when I was listening to this album for the podcast this time, I, I substituted that version for the one that's on the album because it is really refreshing. It is, yeah. It's like a new. Have you heard it? Yeah. It's been yeah. Like I said, they did it with Kendrick at did, the Grammys. I didn't realize that was the song they performed live. But yeah. yeah, I watched it. They performed that and uh, and uh, what song is that? The the song that he has on his he had on his album back then with the Firus and Cribs. Yeah, uh, yeah, Mad City. Yeah, they performed that together too. But yeah, I really enjoy this album. I would also say it's a five out of five album. But yeah, it's five it's out good. of five. Yeah, easily. I recommend if you want to see them in live concert, you do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen them live, but I I, I did on their Smoke and Mirrors tour, and it's they're like we went to the palace. So the palace, you know, being it's the huge. palace is mm-hmm. huge, 
And I never see I've like I've never been to a concert more where they've just filled up the entire thing and made it like amazing. So definitely recommend if you want to go see them. I would I would love to see them live. They're crazy. So yeah, that's that's the podcast. Do you want to do a little Plugs. outro? Yeah. Uh, you are listening to this somehow, but there are other ways you can listen to it. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> You get, you get listed on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash cm hyphen life, uh, on iTunes under Central Michigan Life Podcast, or the Central Michigan Life website, which is cm hyphen life.com slash multimedia slash audio. Uh, yeah, give that a listen. Listen to our last three, four episodes. How many have we done now? This is our fifth episode. Oh, it's the last four episodes. Already. Um, we do tend to, you know, stick current, but you can listen to the classic reviews, see what we're talking about. All that stuff, and like I said, just a reminder, next week uh, we're not going to have new releases um, mm-hmm. because we won't be here to talk about them. Allegedly. So we're going to pre-record. Allegedly we won't be here. So we're going to have a topic-based show next time, which maybe means it'll be a little bit shorter. But then we will talk about a classic uh, that Amir is bringing in. Uh, and then the following week after that, so two weeks, we'll be talking about the new releases for the past two weeks. So that'll be a pretty dense episode, yeah. potentially, depending on what happens. Low Boat 2 drops. A lot of stuff drops, yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. About? So thank you guys for listening. I'm Tom Delore. I'm Grant Palmateer. I'm Amir Bankston. Peace. Peace.